we have a winter's tale for you tonight. If you enjoy it, perhaps you'd like to leave us a few stars at the end. Here we go. We're going in now. We're going there. Let's go together. We're sitting around our fire. Let you sit around your bright flames. Let's go. He had been walking all day through the gloomy forest. Winter had come hard that year in the north, snow blown in drifts. And leaving the muddy paths of the forest behind, now the welcoming lights, yellow and glowing in the encroaching darkness, pulled him forward. And after the small village, the town itself, and now on the paved streets, the yellow and welcoming lights shining from the windows. In passing one such house with a great door and many windows and lights, he thought that perhaps there he could find shelter. We knocked on the door, and soon enough, the great door swung open, and a young man stood there. Sir, said the stranger, I have been walking all day. The day has been hard, and I am hoping that there is somewhere that I could lay my head tonight. Please, would there be somewhere in your house? Could you be my host for the night, that I might take shelter from the winter and from the cold? The young man spoke. He said, Ah, I'm sorry, but I am not the father of this house. But if you'd like to stay here, you can speak to my father. Ask him. The stranger was welcomed in then, into a room where sat an older man, at a table in a chair. Sir, said the traveller, it's been a long march for me today. And I was hoping there might be a corner in your house where I might take shelter from the night and from the winter. Would there be a place for me? And this older man said, Ah, I am not the father of this house. If you wish to stay here, you must ask my father. He's over there, beside the fireplace. And looking over, there was indeed a great fireplace and a great fire burning in it. And very near the ashes was a much older man. The traveller went then, before this older man, and again asked, Sir, it's been a long journey today, and I've been walking through the winter frost. Would there, perhaps, be somewhere in your house that I could rest tonight? and be shielded from the cold and wind. Then this old man looked up from the fire, the ashes on his boots, 
and holding out a thin and bony hand, replied, I am not the father of this house. If you wish to stay here, you must ask my father. He is in the other room further down the hall. And he was taken then to another room where a fire blazed. There was an old man, very old. His skin stretched over his bones, sitting beside a smaller fire. Sir, said the stranger, it's been a long journey for me today, walking through the winter gloom. And I was hoping there might be somewhere in your house where I could take shelter for the night. And this ancient man looked up then and spoke. I am not the father of this house. If you would like to stay here, you must inquire of my father. He's there in the ashes. And then looking down, the stranger saw a tiny man sitting amongst the ashes, almost covered in ashes. Sir, he said to the small, ancient being, I've been on a long journey today, and I have no friends or anyone here. Would it be possible to stay in your house and be sheltered from the winter's night, just for tonight? And this ancient old man looked up then and slowly spoke. I am not the father of this house. If you would like to stay here tonight, you must ask my father. He's out in the hallway, near the deer antlers. He was led then into that great hallway and there, on the antlers on the wall, the stranger peered, looking for the older man. And all he could see was the great antlers and the dust that had settled on them over centuries, peering into the dust, buried in the dust, he saw a tiny, ancient old being sitting among the dust. Sir, I've had a long journey today walking through the forest and I was hoping there might be somewhere in your house where I could take shelter for the night. Would it be possible to stay in your house tonight? The dust began to move, and out from the dust there came what seemed a bony hand, and a voice, and the voice said, Yes, yes, you may stay in my house tonight. Take him to the feasting hall. And then from those dusty antlers, he was led down that panelled 
wooden passageway down to that hall through another great door and there on the other side of that door the feast the winter feast lay on the table and the smell of the roast and the smell of the soups was there and the reindeer hides were laid out all around that candle lit table and on the walls of that great hall where that feast was to take place there were the antlers from ancient times there were tapestries and carpets and there was comfort and warmth and welcome and there after that feast that stranger rested well softly rested well So this ancient story or anciently rooted story is filled with an ancient form of courtesy on both sides. Our stranger, despite the stretching and tenuous hope of having to meet all these fathers, never changes his tone. In the story, he always remains extremely courteous, and speaks to each layer of time, speaks to each of the fathers, going back deep into generational time. Each time he remains courteous, each time he remains patient, and each time he gives equal respect, even when he's talking to ashes and dust. Dig that.
And on the other hand, what may seem crazy and maybe some kind of strange, uh, eerie almost humor comes into the story, but each time each man in the story that could possibly be the host is also an exemplar of the same respectful courtesy and will always defer to the generation before or to something more ancient that is more rooted and must be contained in the present moment. So all these layers of time are held closely and respected by both parties in this. And out of this courtesy flowers the possibility of us, ourselves, the listeners, being taken by the story back in to the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and it starts to disappear into sixth or seventh. We lose track among the ashes of fires that maybe don't blaze so bright anymore, among the ashes of fires that have become dust and earth. And we go back into ancient times where the antlers are there. Those wild hunting times, our origins, our early days. Before there were paved streets in the towns, before even the villages, we're going back to sit by an ancestral fire. And there, those ancient ones still held alive through courtesy and memory, which might not be such a bad thing to have at the winter feast, celebrating our, our times during many, many winters before, where the feast, or at least hospitality, or at least giving shelter to a stranger, was possible. The story also refers back to the ancient laws of hospitality. It's okay to ask, as long as you have courtesy, and it's okay for there to be conditions that demand certain levels of respect. In a different country, in a different place, if you are a stranger, one must keep one's wits about one, but must also always remain courteous in a strange land. But it's also known that is a terrible sin and crime to refuse hospitality. And in those ancient days, the rules were, you're either friend or enemy. There is no middle ground. There is no other place where shelter can be taken. If someone asks with courtesy, if someone requests something, it is natural, it's the natural law. It's required that, that, that hospitality be given. And here, the stranger's courtesy and his respect for the place is tested and he passes the test. He always remains the same. He never, he's never in a rush. He's never in a hurry. All time is gathered in this house, and he is willing to remain attuned and um, participating in the bigness of the situation. And therefore, of course, it's him that will sit on those reindeer skins and with all of those ancestral presences there, with all the great movement of humanity, with all the layers of time, candlelit, eating the roast, and drinking that soup, that's where the happiness is to be found. Those are the sacred things, the offering of light, the offering of warmth, the offering of nourishment. And what was gathered with spear or bow and arrow in ancient times, and the relationships are there, 
The deer, too, come to sit down at this feast. Their hides are there and their horns are there. And all the fires where their bones and scattered remains are found. You might say they're found by archaeologists, but they are found in a better way by those who are courteous towards the movement and the gravelly, sandy layers of time. The movement of water and fire and all that's happened through all the ages. So simple and straightforward and rather comical as our story might seem. It's the journey to another place and it's part of a great remembering. It's part of being real people. It's part of being people who know that everything comes from somewhere else and that we didn't just arrive here and that the bigger picture can always be connected and that the bigger picture sometimes is just hiding in the dust in what is overlooked, in what can't be seen, unless you have eyes to see and a heart to feel with and the courtesy to approach it properly. <laughs>